Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2410 with a release date of Friday, January 5th, 2024 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hams in Sri Lanka practice lessons learned from disasters. Mobile base stations get new frequencies. And a 50-year friendship is reignited thanks to Amateur Radio. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2410 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stephen Kenford, N8WB. The date, December 26th, holds a double significance for amateur radio operators in Sri Lanka. It's the reminder of a horrifying event and a call to action, an action which they took recently to be prepared for next time. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, explains. People who remember the deadly Indian Ocean tsunami that swept over parts of a number of southern Asian nations, including Sri Lanka in 2004, are not likely to forget it. Those who attended a special emergency communications drill on December 26, 2023, just short of 20 years later, will likely not forget the lessons learned. The Tsunami Commemorative Disaster Preparedness Drill was held on the anniversary date by the Radio Society of Sri Lanka and the Amateur Radio Civil Services Network to nurture what the partner groups called, and I quote, our collective readiness for swift and effective responses in times of crisis, end quote. Mobile operations and first aid training were just part of the six-hour program. The exercise emphasised efficient setup and operation from the field and reviewed the best ways to prioritise traffic. Participants practised field repeater setups and reviewed how to establish a command centre. Sri Lanka was one of 14 countries devastated by that 2004 tsunami that was triggered by an earthquake beneath the Indian Ocean. Nearly a quarter of a million people perished. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Mobile band communication gained new parts of the spectrum at the World Radio Communications Conference late last year. We have those details from John Williams, VK4JJW. One of the agreements to emerge from the recent World Radio Communication Conference in Dubai is the expanded spectrum becoming available for use by certain mobile base stations internationally. The designated parts of the spectrum are at 700 to 900 megahertz, 1.7 gigahertz, and 2.5 gigahertz. This is intended to give greater flexibility to operators around the world making use of HAPS mobile broadband communication, also known as high altitude platform station communication. According to the International Telecommunications Union, any fixed-point radio station situated 20 to 50 kilometres above Earth is a high-altitude platform station. The company that's led the Spectrum expansion proposal for the past few years is the SoftBank Corporation. The Japanese company has been studying international standardisation for such use since the issue was put on the WRC 2023 agenda four years ago during WRC 2019. HAPS technology has also been recognised as useful for communications during disaster recovery, especially when storms or other events have left terrestrial networks damaged. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Free weekly classes are about to start online for hams hoping to obtain their extra class license, as we hear from Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. 
If upgrading your U.S. operating license class from general to extra is one of those items on your already long list of ham radio New Year's resolutions, the National Electronics Museum in Hunt Valley, Maryland is ready to help you make good on your word. January 18th marks the start of the free weekly online classes the museum offers via Zoom on Thursdays for 11 weeks. The three-hour sessions begin at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At other times of the year, the museum offers similar classes for those wanting to test for the technician and general class. Hams who are enrolling for this course should purchase a copy of the ARRL license manual for extra class amateurs. Those who live within driving distance of the museum are also eligible for the free in-person examination session that is held at the end of the 11-week instruction. The museum is home to amateur radio station K3NEM, which holds its monthly meetings on Zoom. For more details about the classes or the museum itself, visit their website, which is in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. The conference known as MAPCON ended last month, but satellite enthusiasts in India are hoping that the lessons of the three-day event in Gujarat will endure. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, brings us that story. Workshops, student competitions, tutorials, and exhibits were the mainstays of MAPCOM 2023, an acronym for microwaves, antennas, and propagation conference in mid-December. This year, the International Forum for Sharing Technology and Research among Professionals was able to share the spotlight with amateur radio, with a focus on the ham satellite community. An exhibit designed by AMSAT India helped its regional coordinator Rajesh Vagadia, VU2EXP, demonstrate the vital role that ham radio and satellites play in education. The exhibit was viewed by hundreds of people from industry, government, defence and research. Writing in the QRZ.com forums, Rajesh said the exhibit tried to cover all possible applications from HF, UHF and VHF radios to logbooks, QSL cards, satellite models and test instruments. He wrote, quote, We tried our best to cultivate the seeds of amateur radio, hoping to get some fruitful results, end quote. He was assisted by his niece, Shayama Vagadia, VU3WHG, a student member of the IEEE's Gujarat chapter. He added, quote, It was a great time for us to be in this top conference for professionals, yet representing amateurs. End quote. This is Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. India's HamSat, the microsatellite decommissioned in 2016, has been replaced following the New Year's Eve launch of a small satellite created by students. The Samaya BeliefSat-0 takes its name from the KJ Samaya Institute of Technology. The project's faculty coordinator, Umesh Shinde, VU3CDI, told local media that he expected it to become, quote, a crucial player in the realm of global amateur radio, end quote. The satellite has a UHF to VHF FM repeater and VHF digipeter sending APRS standard telemetry every 30 seconds. Broadcasters and radio amateurs alike have lost a friend in Michigan. We hear about him from Dave Parks, WB8 ODF. Charles Edward Rich, W8GCW, was an amateur radio tinkerer, leader, and dreamer whose long lifetime in the hobby left an indelible mark in the ham universe near his Michigan home. Chuck, as he was known, became a silent key on the 28th of December. 
He was also inspired by his amateur radio father, who was also named Charles. On his QRZ.com page, Chuck recalls how he and his father would spend hours at the kitchen table practicing CW by passing the key back and forth between them to improve their proficiency. By age 16, young Chuck had his license, and the next year, he set up a radio and antenna on his bicycle to use when he was out riding it. He later became a leader in the Holland Amateur Radio Club, serving as its president, publishing its newsletter, and teaching Morse code. His love of amateur radio also led him to a career in broadcast radio in Michigan and Pennsylvania, where he had a series of jobs, including disc jockey and news reporter. In 1971, he became the owner and operator of WZND-FM Radio that served the local Michigan communities until late 1986, when he and his partner sold the station. According to his QRZ.com page, his enthusiastic on-air activity included both home and mobile stations, and he spent time on Echolink and IRLP. Chuck was 89. This is Dave Parks, WB8ODF. This is a reminder that you have a few days left to work special event station W2HRU and then attend Ham Radio University on Long Island, New York, on Saturday, January 6th. This marks HRU's first in-person event since the COVID-19 pandemic and is the 25th anniversary of the Educational Conference. Ham Radio University is also the ARRL's NYC Long Island Section annual convention. It will be held as before at Long Island University in Brookville, Long Island, New York. For a full schedule, visit hamradiouniversity.org. For information about contacts with W2HRU, see the special event stations page on qrz.com. Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the East Coast Reflector 9050 at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. If you love vintage Heathkit, Swan, and Collins equipment, you have a lot in common with hams in the UK who have great affection for products made by KW Electronics. This month, many of those hams have set aside time on the air for a big celebration as we learn from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. There's a lot of history behind the two letters K and W. If you're talking about radios, antennas, and other equipment built for the amateur radio market in the years following World War II. The name of KW Electronics Limited in Kent, England, was derived from the callsign suffix shared by its founders Rowley Shears, G8KW, and Ken Ellis, G5KW. Although the company was eventually purchased by the Decker Group, amateur radio loyalty remained steadfast, especially in the UK. Hams are getting on the air with the vintage equipment to mark KW Weekend on the 6th and 7th of January. They'll be using special call signs ending in those two letters. One amateur, Kev, GW0PUH, has taken his commitment to the older radios a bit further and is already operating in another celebration all month. He's on the air as GB9KW until the 28th of January. Off the air, you can still connect with KW enthusiasts on the internet at groups.io site allows devoted owners or simply admirers 
to post their questions and thoughts about the equipment and related issues. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. The ARRL has awarded its prestigious Hiram Percy Maxim Award for 2023 to a Texas teenager for his leadership in a youth net and his promotion of amateur radio among members of his troop in the Trail Life USA organization. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, spoke with him. Recognizing youth in amateur radio is something near and dear to our hearts here at Newsline. The ARRL just announced the winner of this year's Hiram Percy Maxim Award, and it's Sam Lovett, KI5RSV of Texas. I spoke with Lovett, and I asked him how he got interested in ham radio. My dad's always had a radio in his truck, never transmitted, never got a license, because we always storm chased. Also got into this book called Backwards Home Magazine, and I found one in 1992 that mentioned ham radio, and it sounded really interesting. As to what in particular interested him the most about amateur radio, he told me. I mean, there's so many aspects of ham radio. So far... My, the ones that have interested me most is uh, contesting, improving my speed with CW, and vintage and classic equipment. Lovett is very active in attracting other youth to the hobby. I asked what his plan was, and he said, Lead by example, and I try to promote ham radio wherever I can. Uh, I've also done a lot of demonstrations of ham radio, and uh, like every camp out, I sometimes pull out my radio gear and uh, do a little demonstration of HF and how you can get QSOs around the world. Congratulations, Sam, on a job well done. We here at Newsline encourage you to keep up the efforts and to keep spreading the word about our wonderful hobby. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. The ARRL has celebrated and honored others in addition to Sam Lovett. Its volunteers on the air operating events saw some operators logging nearly 30,000 CUSOs throughout the year. Like Sam, other hams were honored with special awards as seen on the league's website. Here are two more honorees. Ohio's Lynn Alfman, N8IMW, received the Philip J. McCann Memorial Silver Antenna Award for her public service work and communication with the media. Joanne Keith, KA5AZK of Texas, was given the George Hart Distinguished Service Award, which is presented in recognition of selfless public service work. Licensed since 1987, she was recognized by the league for her role as net manager of the 7290 Traffic Net. The net first went on the air in 1953. In the world of DXB, listen for members of the Zurich City Police Radio Amateur Club, HB9SP, throughout the year, operating as HB20SP. The club is marking its 20th anniversary. See QRZ.com for details. Listen for Alex, K6VHF, who will be on the air as K6VHF slash HR9 from Rotan Island, IOTA number NA-057, until the 10th of January. He will be operating with Paul NO0T and Bill WT0DX. The team will use digital modes, SSB, and CW on 80 to 6 meters and hope to participate in the ARRL Ready Roundup on the 6th and 7th of January. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Listen throughout the new year for the special call signs 9A100RKZ, marking the 100th anniversary of the Radio Club Zagreb. The club was founded on the 24th of March, 1924, QSL via 9A1ADE. 
Michelle F8GGZ is on the air as TM700MP from the 5th to the 12th of January, marking 700 years since the death of the merchant and explorer Marco Polo, who opened up the Silk Road from Europe into many nations of Asia. QSL via Michelle's home call. The celebrated Scottish poet Robert Burns is often associated with the words in the traditional song sung at New Year's, Old Lang Syne. It is a song of farewell to things past and acceptance of time moving on. In these early days of 2024, however, we are reminded by this next story that some things of days gone by are worth recapturing and treasuring. And it can happen because of amateur radio. Here's Graham Kemp, VK4BB, with that story. Gotham Ray is a retired banker and widower in Kolkata who's only daughter lives in the United States. A lifetime ago, his college mate, Safud Ahmed Chowdhury, was as close as family to him when both were still university students. Missing the friend with the smiling face and those old black and white photographs from college, Gotham asked the West Bengal Radio Club for assistance. The club is known for helping to reunite missing family members, but could the hams do the same for dear friends who were like brothers? And Barish Nagbiswas, VU2JFA, Secretary of the West Bengal Group, got in touch with Sam Solhuda of the Amateur Radio Society of Bangladesh to see whether this small class reunion could happen for the men who've been apart since 1969. Gotham knew that his friend had long since left India for a teaching position in Dhaka, Bangladesh, and was active in theatre, and the hams there set off on their search. Finding him took almost no time at all, according to news reports about the reunion. And Barish Nagbiswas told Newsline that on the 28th of December, the two talked over Zoom and made plans to meet up in February at the Kolkata Book Fair. Chowdhury told the local newspaper, this is a new sunrise for both of us. No doubt 2024 will also be a new year for this very, very old friendship that could never be forgot. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, if you're feeling even a little bit poetic, visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. We are starting a whole new challenge for 2024, so get your entry in. Use the entry form on our website and please follow the rules for writing your three-line haiku and be sure to check out our previous winners. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, ARRL, Associated Press, CQ Magazine, Daji World, David Bihar, K7DB, 425DX News, Ham Radio University, Hindustan, Times, The Holland Sentinel, ITU, Kevin Larkham, GW0PUH, Millennium Post, National Electronics Museum, QRZ.com, shortwaveradio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, YouTube, and you our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, November 8, Whiskey Bravo, in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying Happy New Year and 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2024, all rights reserved.